Sorry, we went unhorny again. No. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Don't have you and McGregor sitting on a box on a green screen. Have you and McGregor smashing box on a. <laughs> oh, oh. Speaking of you and McGregor, though, you and McGregor, the pillow book. Oh. My wife wants to bang you and McGregor. What's I've I haven't seen the pillow book, but I'll just add it to the watch list. Yeah. Um. Wait. I. I just need to double check that I'm remembering that co- correctly. And it is Ewan McGregor. 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 <laughs> McGregor. Um, yeah, it's Ewan McGregor. It is, it's It's a horny, it's a horny movie. Like, it's not as, it's at music by Brian Eno. Oh, okay. Basically, it's a, it's got Ewan, Ewan McGregor. Oh my God, I don't know what's Hugo happening McGregor. my mouth. Hugo McGregor. Hugo McGregor. It's, it's a horny film about, Ewan McGregor and a Japanese lady who writes a sexy diary or, or a, like a series of erotic diaries and uh, they end up... What I mostly remember about it is the two of them writing these sexy things on each other's body with Japanese calligraphy pens. Oh! Oh! Peter Greenaway. Okay, okay, I can see. Yep, 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 yep. Oh! Ewan McGregor in the pillow book is, and that's like, that's young Ewan McGregor. That's like around the same era as train spotting, you know, when he was like, he's still beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love him, but Ewan McGregor in his twink period is mm, (laughs) primo. Um, (laughs) No, we got there. We got, we came back to home. Good work, everyone. Yeah. Thank you, Star Wars. Thank you, Star Wars. Um, I'm I'm showing this to my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, sorry, I have one other, like, horny film. I'm curious if you've seen it, because I just remembered this when I was, like, yeah. sketching down my notes this afternoon. A movie that, like, really stuck with me, a short film, actually, uh, called Vroom Vroom. It was a short film by Mario Van Peebles, uh, famous black exploitation oh, filmmaker. Yeah. Uh, have you have you seen Vroom Vroom? I have not seen Vroom Vroom, but now in my head... I, can I tell you what I now think it might be? Yes. I think if it, it was like, do you remember the children's TV show Brum? Yes, I do. About the little car. What if, what if Brum was like a Cadillac convertible in the warehouse dri- in, in the garment district of New York in the seventies, <laughs> and he's just running around being horny. Oh, just with sex workers working out the back of him. Oh, just full of jizz by the time he gets back to the factory. Can please tell me that that is the plot of Vroom Vroom. Oh man, I feel like we're doing the trash future <laughs> guest the startup segment for Paul. Oh, sorry. No, no, that's um... rad. Um, that is that is close, close. Uh, Vroom Vroom is about. I believe it's set in sort of like, you know, the American South. It's a all black cast. It is a nerdy young man who saves. What I think is meant to be like a Vodun, like a voodoo priestess. Oh, yes. To thank him for his service gives him a magic motorbike that turns into a woman when he rides it and they fuck. Oh my god. That is amazing. It has early but pretty good CG. It's like the morphing <gasps> effects from Terminator 2. So like... Oh yeah, yeah. Mm, mm. The headlamp turns into like a lady's head and the sort of like peanut gas tank turns into titties and there's i just recall like the weird music that plays during like the riding fuck scenes but like the condition is he can never like bring a girl onto the bike oh yeah no but he does he brings a girl onto the bike the bike like has a fight with him 
the woman rides off on the bike and it turns into a dude and fucks the lady. Like, whoa, oh, yeah. So it was a short oh. film. I I was not able to find it, but also like maybe it is just better off in my in my imagination. It's just like, what <laughs> the fuck is this? That sounds so good. And also, I want it to be part of the Pixar Cars Extended Network uh, universe. This <laughs> <laughs> in my head as well. It's just like, okay, this is a little bit hot, but it's pretty fucking weird. What is this? And mm. now I'm just like, now knowing what I know about like, you know, online fetishes and communities and stuff, it's just like, what did SBS wake up in people? Yeah, and this is this is the thing, is that like, that's what we had. Um, and you know, I mean, I guess, I guess some people had access to porno videos if their parents had it or, um, and what wasn't well hidden or like magazine porn or things like that. And as, as somebody who was considered a girl in the nineties, I didn't really have access to that. And I didn't really have like, and again, it, like I didn't really have an interest in pictures of naked people mm. um you know there was the the same titillation from although like like i we didn't need i didn't need that when i had drew barrymore's 1995 rolling stone spread <laughs> one second which, oh yeah have a look oh, oh. <laughs> um all right, live live reaction. We love to do these on our podcast. Yeah. Uh, Drew Barrymore, Rolling Stone, nine ninety five. Uh, okay, can't really see anything. Oh, okay. Oh, no, no, but wait. Okay, okay. Maybe I found something. She's in a kitchen. She's like shirtless. She just just look. There's a lot of cleavage and there's a lot of body and there's no there's no like. But oh, oh. Okay, wait, 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 found one. Oh, good lord. Okay, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Look, I feel <sighs> I feel like my the, the closest analogue for me would be like the Christina Aguilera uh cover after like Dirty mm. came out, where she was just like yep. nude, but you know, tastefully obscured, holding a yep. guitar, oiled up. Yeah, that that had every dude I know just like losing their shit. That that Drew Barrymore Rolling Stone issue was like every queer girl I knew had a copy of that <laughs> somehow like everyone it, i drew barrymore as queer icon was oh. um, that's the, the only real sbs non-porn that non-sbs porn that that we had was yeah um oh. i think i think there is still a copy in my house i think it was um my partner's in fact and it is like somewhere because yeah and like i i mean people are like no that's a that's a keeper that's a classic we love this for the articles oh uh, uh, um, look uh sorry it's funny because i was thinking about the other day living in you know before you know i moved in with nicola living in a bunch of like a succession of like boy houses how like every motherfucker would have like we'd end up with like four copies of fight club and two copies of train spotting and like yep. the, the, every fucking boy movie pulp fiction and yeah it's it's good to, it's good to hear that there's like you know the mb and queer girl version of that is the drew barrymore rolling stone spread it, it was a cultural touchstone and also i mean if we're talking if we're talking like horny 90s movies drew barrymore and sarah gilbert's film poison ivy with 
strong, dikey undertones, but kind of based on a sad true story about a girl who was sleeping with like an older married man and then she ends up getting murdered and it's all sad. Oh. But oh, Drew and Sarah Gilbert, who was on Roseanne and who is a, a queer actress and like, and came out as, as a lesbian in the 90s and Drew Barrymore came out as bi in the 90s and was and they, they were like icons. And, and cultural touchstones below beyond the, you know, the Melissa Everidge posters and things like that. This was just, yeah, Drew Barrymore was, oh, she was a huge one. So I guess, uh, I guess wrapping up, uh, you know, as, as I said earlier, I had a TV in my room later, later that year, I got my, because my dad, you know, would get computers for work. I got the old PC in my room. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't know what my parents thought I was doing with these homework yeah oh, oh he plays video games and it'll be useful for school and uh at that point Newgrounds had the dress-up games and they got so popular they had to spin off the horny dress-up games into their own website called porn grounds oh yeah 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 just as we only had one tv in the house and it was located underneath my parents bedroom <laughs> um the computers in my house were in my dad's office where he ran a um, a home business, which was a, a local newspaper from. Uh. I was only allowed to use those in the evenings. And um, mm -hmm. which, oh, also the, the office was in a shop front with, oh, with... full <laughs> open glass windows opening out onto the oh, street. Oh, okay. So no cranking it to the work computer. Also... No cranking it to the work computer, but also um, we did have a printer. Oh, okay. And uh, I I would print... I This is where I found the wonderful world of online erotica <laughs> and fan fiction. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is what I would print off. And um, about... About a year ago, I went up to I went up to my parents' place because they still live up there, and my mum was like, "Can you go through some stuff in the attic and just like go through some of the boxes that are, are marked jewels and and just see what's what's going on in there? Like just get rid of whatever stuff is in there." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, fair enough." And I found, for some reason, I don't know why it's in the box, <laughs> so much printed off. <laughs> Dawson's Creek erotic fan fiction. Oh my god. <laughs> From like 1999. <laughs> and, and I was just like, I don't know what that is, Mom. I'm just, oh, that, that could go. That could go in the fire. <laughs> okay, so not so not pictures. Not like, you know, no, no, dirty no, fan no, fiction. Oh no, no. Oh, like, do you, re do you remember how long it took to download a picture? Oh, Jesus. In I the 90s. 